the John Boy video. Yeah, yeah. so it was early in the game, so Giancarlo was was injured, and in the middle of the game, he comes up to me and goes, you know, they, they got pretty good video on it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it was kind of awesome. <laughs> so I'm like, I never want to disrespect anyone. Right. But then I'm like, ah, that kind of worked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roll, rolled off the tongue pretty well. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? We back. Another episode of R2C2. It's our final episode before uh, the holidays, man. Yeah, it's crazy. This shit is rolling, man. <laughs> it this is. Year, this this like, in, in between Thanksgiving and Christmas is always like a blur. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a blur, and then it's like, oh, shit, nobody's got gifts under the tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're Amber. She takes care of whatever hey, needs to be taken Christmas care of. Christmas looking like every everybody's <laughs> gifts that's still at the store right now. Oh, like. man, that's not good. Well... We have a gift to our audience today. Yes. How about that for a segue? Oh. The manager of the New York Yankees, Aaron Boone, is back with us. Thank you for being back with us, Aaron. Awesome being here with you guys. Um, obviously, a really good day for us. Oh, with, my gosh. With Garrett signing, but um, cool to hang out with you guys. How about this, too? Like, this is so we're recording on Wednesday, December 18th. The podcast will release on Thursday. December 19th, but this was our day we were going to be recording anyway. How amazing it just worked out. It's Garrett Cole's it, press conference it worked, day. It worked out. <laughs> this, is, this is great. This is ideal for you. Yeah. I got to say, too, I, I, I want to pay you a compliment. You were unbelievable on the podium, man. Uh, Somebody like, else said that's the second time I heard that. I got to hear. I got to hear this press conference. I was thinking you could, you could <laughs> run for office. Like that's what I really was. I was sitting there like, my gosh, Aaron's great at this. You really are, man. Well, we don't have to worry about the office part. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, it was it was a fun day. You know, obviously, all the the last few weeks of of getting to know him and. Um, you know, like I lean on C a little bit, like hearing him talk about it, like we need to get this dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they know, yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah. like getting yeah. to know him, does that make you want to oh. like it, like if he didn't sign here, it breaks your heart. You know what I'm saying? Because you know he's a good guy and like you know it'll work out. So you want him even, <laughs> even more. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so, so we had our meeting, yeah. you know, a few weeks ago in, in California. <clears throat> Everyone's like, how'd it go? How'd it go? I'm like, went awesome. Yeah. You know, but I'm like – we haven't even started negotiating yet. Like, I don't know where that's going, and that's above my pay grade. Right. But I'm like, the meeting itself, like, all that we had heard about this guy, and I remember C, like, kind of texting me. <laughs> I think I was on the plane, like, we need to get this. <laughs> like, like, they know. Like, there's great players. Yeah, and, yeah. And he's like, this is a dude. And that's what we walked out of that meeting going, yeah. whoa, this guy, you know, knows himself, is is – you know going to fit right in is going to impact the room like on the days even he doesn't pitch this is uh i think we got a special guy in the mix did you have the feeling when you walked out of there like he it, we knew the money part was going to be its own separate entity right but like all things being equal this guy wants to be a yankee did you feel that way i felt like it was definitely a possibility but he was he was so focused in the meeting, like, and he drove the meeting, frankly, it was four and a half hours. And he asked like pointed questions. Wow. Um, you know, he's, he's very articulate and well-spoken and really knows himself and asked a lot of like deep questions. So, um, you know, we went in confident that he liked us and yeah. wanted to be, 
at least maybe a Yankee, um, and I left feeling good about it. But but who knows? But that's why I told you, like, take Andy, like, because yeah. yeah. he's going to ask a lot of questions, <laughs> and Andy will be able to like 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 articulate everything like perfectly for him. So that's why I was like, yo, you need to bring Andy to this meeting because he'll be able to fit. You know, he'll All be right. able to. So so. Sir, so yeah. I, I took credit for bringing Andy, here. <laughs> but, Andy. but it was C who made me because we we're gonna bring Cece too, and he's like, I, I gotta, I can't go, but you need to bring Andy. I'm like, well, we're gonna, ask, I'm gonna ask him. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, and him being there, he's so right. Like, yeah. Because during the during the meeting, the setting, like where we're all around, just kind of talking, and you know, Boris is over there taking his notes and the whole whole bit. You know, Andy. I wouldn't say even spoke a lot, mm-hmm. like, but when he does, like, it's impactful. Mm-hmm. And then you see at the end of the meeting, like, we're all breaking up and kind of saying goodbye. And it took us a while to leave because Andy and Garrett got locked in for like twenty minutes, just one on one. Oh um, wow! Talking in in a little overtime session. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but that's and, what sells it. Andy though. impacts that because he's so real and authentic, and like when he talks, like that's why I always tell like <clears throat> Andy when he's around, I'm like. You be around as much as you want it because he's he never wants to step on anyone's toes. He's always like, like that. He's like, nah, yeah. you think I'm like, no, bro. Like, I'm telling you, like, you need to come talk to like everybody. Yeah, yeah. you don't like, need we, to check we, with me or run anything, but you you touch people. Yeah. yeah. And I know it's gonna be gold. And and I think that was the case. And he'll and Garrett had a relationship forever now. He'll be yes. able to call Andy all the time. And I knew like him meeting Andy and getting to, being able to talk the Bronx, pitching and pinstripes and all of that. He like it makes you want to come now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If he didn't, if he wanted to pitch on the West Coast, bringing Andy to that meeting makes you want to be in pinstripes. Mm, that's so that. interesting. Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, well, I don't know if you know this, Aaron, but Andy is my favorite all-time athlete. Like, you go, oh. my childhood bedroom was like Andy Pettit plaques everywhere. Really? Yeah. So anytime Andy gets credit for something, I feel great. <laughs> and he, like, I can see him having that kind of impact because. Of what you kind of, like, there's an earnest way about him, right? Totally. And he has the experience, too, of knowing what it's like to pitch somewhere else and wanting to come back here and, and understanding how unique this atmosphere is. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, yeah. when he talks, like, it has an effect. There's no, yeah. you know, obviously he was a great player, but there's there's no ego walking in with it. It's uh, He's honest, humble, and, like, you know, helpful. Yeah. You know, I think in the same way C's going to be now Yeah, uh, after his career. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, and th- is there anything in particular, Aaron, that you know, like that Andy said content-wise to Garrett that seemed to really sh- strike a chord or that Garrett brought up and said, you know what, that made an impact? Um, so I don't know what on their side yeah. what they talked about for yeah. a while. But, yeah. you know, a few things in the meeting, like really just laying it out in plain terms, like what it's like. You know, he kind of gave his background of, you know, I, you know, grew up in the South and here I am in the coming up through the Yankee system. My wife moved with me there when she was 20 years old. (laughs) You know, I have, you know, he's obviously not a guy that's out in the public and in the city and doing that kind of thing a lot. But he's like, I have my one or two places I can go. You can totally escape. You know, there's Mm. there's just a realness that he puts on what this way of life is and and not even like sugarcoating any of it. Like, man, sometimes it's really hard. And, and, you know, you fall down, they're going to let you know about it a little bit. So the realness with which Andy talks about it and in the plain kind of way that he does it totally resonates. I th- the biggest thing is I think everybody, you think it's hard all the time. Right. You think it's hard getting to the park. It's hard. Everything is hard. Right. But once you get to, you know, a player in there that can explain to you, yeah, it's, I mean, it's different. 
Right. And it's hard sometimes, but if you can make this shit work, there's no other place to play on the planet. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and I, and I try to explain that a little bit and trying not to sugar. I, I feel yeah. like I'm always painting this really good picture, which I think it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. We right? know it is, <laughs> right. though. Yeah, yeah. But it's hard to explain that outside yeah. looking in because it's it's this such intense media focus on us. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah. That's so funny, though. I mean, I, I I get it. Like, where you're like, wait, if I paint it too rosy, are they going to believe that exactly. any of it's rosy? So, yeah. yeah, we try to be yeah. kind of real. I'm I'm a little more rosy. Cash is, can be a little bit of the Debbie Downer yeah. over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the role he plays. That's right. And the good cop, bad cop. He's like, we're not getting this guy. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah we are, bro. We're going to get him. Oh, That's great. what happened at the beginning. Uh, I'm like, yo, you need to go meet with this guy. He's yeah. like, nah, I heard. Yeah. Once a picture, I'm like, yo, <laughs> go meet with this guy, man. I, I believe you had a very specific quote about <laughs> if you pay that something, something enough money, he'll come. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll pitch on the moon. Right? Yeah, That's exactly, right. man. You know, does it, I, I would also say this, like, you know, it, the other star of the uh, press conference, in addition to you, Aaron, was Garrett himself. Mm -hmm. My gosh. Like, I mean, uh, there were so many people I talked to, you know, some of whom have Yankee interests like myself, some of whom are objective, totally objective media members who were like, wow, I've, that's as impressive a guy as I've yeah. ever seen at a press conference like this. His, his, like, he's clear with his intent, and he knows what he wants, knows yeah. what he's looking for, knows where he needs to go to kind of grow in his game. Like His grasp of who he is as a player and a person is, is really impressive. And, you know, <clears throat> CeCe, I think, said it a while ago, like, it's similar to your situation when you came here, and it totally is yeah. on so many levels to me um you know a team ready to win obviously we've been knocking on a door he comes here they win a championship west coast great established career already and i kind of look at him similar you know i played with c in cleveland for a couple years and even though he was already great and you know one of the best pitchers in the league and wins the cy young he was kind of like his intense competitor yeah. Think it, it, I felt like it, it was a detriment sometimes to him. He was emotional on the mound. And I would see I even told Coldis, I, I would see that in him in Pittsburgh sometimes early mm. in his career. Like he'd get frustrated by something behind him and it might affect a pitch or two within an outing. And it's like now you see this maturing and it's like they're still in the same with CeCe. I saw when he got over to New York, like the same like burn that they have as competitors. But, like, as a starting pitcher, you got to kind of manage it and rein it in and be able to control it. And I feel like they've had, like, a similar track. And here they are in the middle of their careers. They, they become Yankees. Yeah, no, for sure. And, I mean, he's big-time emotional pitcher. Yes. And he and he's, like, reining it all in. Yes. I mean, he's about, you know, he's on the verge of, should have won the Cy Young this year. Yeah. yeah. On the verge of winning the Cy Young and, and obviously leading the team to the championship. So, I mean, he's, he's right there. And like you said, he's clear on, on, you know, the athlete, the pitcher. And he's always been, you know, I met, that, I met him when he was a senior in high school. Wow. And, you know, we drafted him, and I knew he was going to UCLA. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Man, like, yeah. uh, he, he's just always been clear on what he wanted to do. Yeah. Like, you know, got drafted in the first round by the Yankees, but now I'm going to go pitch at UCLA because this is what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he just knows himself and knows himself, knows himself as an athlete and, and always has. What were the things that, like, struck you about him from getting to know him however you did, All-Star, whatever it was, 
that like you said early on, see, you were like, no, no, he he's he's meant to be a Yankee. So I met him, you know, like, like I said, I think it was his senior year of high school. Um, my agent at the time was trying to get him as a client. So we fly into Anaheim and I meet him. Great kid. You know, we established our relationship then, you know, through the years, seeing him in Pittsburgh, whatever. And then this year, getting a chance to, to hang with him a lot at the All-Star game and then see him around other superstars in the dugout, in the clubhouse. I'm like, yeah, this is a guy. Mm. You know, I, I could just tell right after seeing – because I never got a chance to see him yeah. in the clubhouse, in the dugout, the way he interacts with guys. And that's when – at the All-Star game, I was like, this guy needs to be a Yankee. Yeah, and he's good at, like, uh, that. Like, cutting yeah. through all the weeds <laughs> yeah, and the crap. Yeah. And that's yeah. how he kind of basically put it to me. Like, yeah, yeah this is the guy we want. Like, yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. So th- that's, that's, like, comforting knowing. Because obviously the – the pitcher speaks for itself. Right. Like, we're getting that guy that, yeah, this is the guy we want here. So this is that is what's um, – I mean, that's another parallel to when you were a free agent to me. Is like it was so clear at that time what the team needed and that you were not some knockoff version of just filling a hole they wanted. You were like the actual, like, the creme de la creme piece for the need, you know? And it was like – Let's make our intentions known because it's it's so clear this is this is the guy, and this is probably the first time, as you know, someone who's watched the Yankees, covered him forever, right, and followed him, that I felt this way about a free agent since Cece. Where to me it was like it was so clear, like that's the guy. And what I liked about it is I felt like you guys kind of made your intentions known, right? You weren't you wasn't just going to be like, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're meeting with this person, we'll see if there's a fit. Here's the price. If it works, great. If not, it's okay. It's not like he's not finishing us off. It was like a no, 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 no. This guy is clearly the piece we want and we think we're missing. Yeah, and in hindsight, after it all happened, it's like kind of realized like you felt like Hal and the Steinbrenners, like they identified him too as, okay, this is rare. Mm -hmm. We know this is the guy we need and want, and it's like – they were going to make it happen. Like you said, there's always that, you know, we've, we've, since I've been here, you know, we've had serious conversations with free agents and it got to a certain point. It was like, eh, yeah, we're going to walk away at some point. It felt like with Cole and especially looking back on it now, like he wasn't walking away. (laughs) Which is awesome. Yeah. That's great. I mean, like when you can get the owner on board like that, Yeah. yeah. yeah, that's, that's when, you know, special things happen and you can make it, you know, you can, you can sign a guy like this. Yeah. What about, see, like, you know what it's like then because of that to kind of shoulder that load of being the championship differentiating piece, right? Like you knew coming in, it was like a, oh, and I know you came in with AJ and Tex too, but it was like a, this guy is going to be the reason why we get over the top now in October. You know, we're all going to look at Garrett the same way come October, you know, knock on wood, God willing, everybody's, you know, we, fine, we got a full arsenal this year. Don't say everybody's year. healthy because yeah. we, yeah. we don't have to be healthy. Yeah. We can get to the ALCS yeah. not being healthy. <laughs> we saw that. We saw that this year, 103 wins later. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, we know that come October, right, we're going to be looking and saying, like, the reason we feel like – this time it's going to happen is that guy, right? Like, I mean. I think I think he'll be fine. I think at the beginning it's going to be hard. At the beginning I came in and I was like, shit, I got to win every game. That's you know, how you felt. Is, that's how I felt at the beginning. But when I and, – and I, and I think like at the middle of May I was driving to the park and I'm thinking, I'm like, man, you know, I got to go in and I got to win this game. We got, you know, you know, it's the lineup, whatever. And I'm thinking about – but I'm like, damn, I got A-Rod, I got Jeet. You know, if Robbie goes off, get a couple hits, it's text, and I'm like, man, 
this this might be kind of easy. Like, <laughs> let me go just do my little part and yeah. not try to go and throw a fucking no-hitter. Yeah. If I just go out and just pitch like I can pitch, man, we might get on a roll. Mm. And, you know, you got you got so much help. He's got Aaron Judge. He's got Geo. He's got Glaber. You know, he's got so many great players that you don't have to go out and do too much. Just go out and be himself. Mm. He's going to win 25 games, and the team's going to win the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> like that confidence, right? Yeah. yeah. But I think, I mean – I mean, Aaron, is that because uh, Garrett kind of alluded to that in his press conference saying like, you know, I, I think it was um, it was either you or Brian who had brought up the point of like, hey, we put it's not just about Garrett. Like we put we try and put every single you know quality player around you and and also put every single one of those players in position for them to be at their best. So is that something you kind of focus on with him? Like, hey, dude, yeah, obviously we want your talents, but the other great part is you're not alone here. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason why the timing of it all is right because we do have a team like, you know, even the last couple of years, like I think C, C would tell you, like we're like stunned and shocked even when we eventually didn't win it this year, yeah. you know? So we know – because we know we have that kind of team. And, and like, great team on the field, but I, I feel like we have all the kind of intangible mm-hmm. things you need that a championship club has too. We just haven't pushed through yet. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think that made the timing right because I think everyone understands within the organization that we're in a time and place right now where we have all the pieces to do it, and hopefully he's, you know – one of the finishing touches. So that actually, that, that leads me to something I want to ask you about because we know, and I've seen firsthand, the clubhouse chemistry over these last couple of years, and you've talked about it a lot. It's been fantastic. Like, I mean, this this core group, right? I mean, it, it really has been great. But this offseason, you have lost some of those core pieces. See, you'll be around in some capacity, but obviously you retired. Didi's gone, and he was, you know, maybe not as much this year because of the injury and whatnot, but, like, he was always a, a, a stable core presence in the room. Even Romine was, like, one of your longest tenured guys. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with Dellen. He's the other longest tenured guy. How do you, how do you make sure the room still has, you know, what, you, what, what it's had when you lose some of those key long-term guys? Well, the one thing and I try to communicate every now and then is don't take it for granted. Mm. We have a great room. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. But you you got to co- protect that with your life. You got to you know? work for that. Yeah. Mm. Like, and don't take it for granted just because it's been great. Like, oh, we just show up and it's going to be that way. You got to protect that every single day. And I think we have all the right people in yeah. place that will, you know, take the mantle from C or or Roe or Dee Dee and and we have the right guys that can move it forward, bringing in a Garrett Cole that I think will have a really good impact so but you've got to protect it it's 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 there's no doubt it adds up in wins and losses when you're strong in the room and by the way it can look a lot of different ways yeah we have a situation where guys get along pull for one each other or are in it it can it can look a little different sometimes it's a little contentious yeah some guys guys are getting on each other's ass and yeah don't always necessarily hang together all the time it can look that way too but Protect that. Yeah. Make sure you're protecting that and owning that every single day to make sure that continues to be an asset. Because I think to win it all, you've got to that. That's got to be a factor. Yeah, I think I think too. Like lingering, like it's still some some Jeter in there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like some of the yeah. stuff we do in there still. You know, Jeet, Andy, and those guys. So some of the the guys that have been through the room and you know made, impacted the room, like Andy being in there, Jeet being in there. 
you know, some of the different guys, I think, and, and Guardy still being there, I think, you know, it still helps, you know, keep kind of that, that core together. You know, I, lo- I love this conversation because you, you guys know, Aaron, you've experienced it as a player manager and broadcaster. See, you know it from, you know, talking with people as a player, and I know it from doing it from a, a fan and broadcaster standpoint, that like when you have conversations about things that matter to a team, right, inevitably there's this like vocal group that'll say like, the chemistry doesn't matter. It's the talent and whatever. And that's the person who focuses on acting like chemistry alone is going to win. Well, of course it's not. You know, you could have the best, you know, getting along group of guys ever. If you're not talented, you're not going to win. We understand. But just think about it in any kind of environment or atmosphere. If you are in an uncomfortable place, it is so much more difficult for you to be at your best. I, I mean, I, I, from my own experience, I've been so blessed with the analysts and the producers I've had in my life. I could think of without naming names. One producer I've worked with in my life who he just wasn't good. He's not in his job anymore, okay? But I know what it was like going into a broadcast. You, you got rid of him? Yeah, exactly. That was it. That was it. He said, we don't talk about him no more. <laughs> you got rid of him. Yeah, exactly. I went Irishman on him. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's in no, the East River. Exactly. <laughs> it did kind of sound that way. But no, but oh, like, I would go into those broadcasts, and now, like, instead of me just focusing on, like, my job, I'm thinking, like, I hope this guy doesn't screw us up, you right. know? Like, so... It, it's it yeah it's sure it's about the fun of the journey where but isn't it also about creating an atmosphere where you guys all feel like you can be at your best and be accessing every angle of your talent because you're getting along or you have comfort in the room absolutely and I, and I think one thing that and this doesn't have anything to do with me it's more CC and the guys that have been here that I think one thing they've done a great job of is they let guys come in and be themselves mm. and I think you know whether it's DJ and the way he is and the quiet nature, or, or you know, we bring in Cam, who, you know, yeah. comes from the minor leagues of another organization at the end of April and comes in and has this like huge he's been voice. there every day, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and and I think guys, and I'm sure it exists to some degree in other places, but guys overwhelmingly, whether they're coming up from the minor leagues, whether they come from another organization, I think are really allowed to be themselves, and I think. When that's the case, you are more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so when you show up to the ballpark, I get the feeling that probably more so than any team that I've been a part of as a player or, or whatever is guys want to win. Mm-hmm. And and they're hungry for winning. And they know that the other stuff takes care of itself when that when that's going on. And when you genuinely have that, then you got a chance to have something special. When you, um, when you look at the – the, the room without DD for both of you. What do you think the thing is that you guys will miss most here not having him? Because obviously that's a, you know, he, this is a, we're all excited about what this team's going to look like mm-hmm. next year. But with respect to DD, you know, he deserves some of that, like, hey, you know, that dude did a lot here these last few years. So what's the thing you think about, like, that's what we're going to miss? Well, first and foremost, we're pretty right handed. Mm-hmm. He's left handed. Yeah. He's a two way player. And, and I think, I think everyone acknowledges, even us as an organization that, you know, lost him, that he's going to be better next year than he was this year. For sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think what Didi's been through, you know, especially in his Yankee career, taking over for Jeter, mm-hmm. you know, falling on his face really the first month of the he yeah. took over for Jeter, like he struggled on defense oh, yeah. and offense. Yeah. 
what does that do to a guy? It, it didn't wreck him. Yeah. It, it only kind of made him better. So I think you just got to pay respect and homage to what he was able to do for his Yankee career and, and all the things that he navigated and the important core player that he was. But inevitably you're going to lose guys sometimes and you've got to be equipped to, to move on. Yeah, I think I think for sure. I mean, like you said, I mean, in today's game, you got to be equipped to move on. I think having Glaber here, you know, having Geo here, um, you know, I, th- I think it's it's going to like help soften the load of, of Didi leaving. But I mean, you're losing a guy that, like you said, took over for for G. He was a big part of our room. Um, you know, always a fun guy. So um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to take a hit. But I mean, I think you got the guys in there to, for it to be fine. You know what, Didi reminds me of like just like. You know, like the, like you're playing ball and there's someone who like throws, like you're young, you're playing baseball and then you're young and there's like some dude who throws like absurdly hard. And let's say like, I don't know why, but somehow you find yourself where they're even closer than like the 45 feet Little League mound. And there's like the one dude on your team is like, I don't care. I'm going to face that dude. Like, I, you know, like DD always struck me as a dude who's like, he, he's never worried about like the negative outcome is how he kind of looked to me. Like he, like he seemed... I don't know if it's because he also skydives or what, but like he seemed like fearless to me. I think the thing about Didi and and why I think that exists is yeah. because Didi's like, I tell him he's he's so good at life. Like he, he can do so many different things. Yeah. Like obviously the languages he speaks, but you know he's he's a great artist in so many different ways. He's like he's a lot more interesting mm-hmm. than a lot of us in the <laughs> baseball put players. together. Yes. <laughs> like, it's a renaissance. He can do a lot of different things. There's a lot of depth to, to Didi that, that makes him, you know, kind of interesting and charismatic and like, oh, like, well, he's a little more He's a little better at all this stuff. Yeah, like even like his video, like yeah. his thank you video. I'm like, yes. damn, bro. Totally. <laughs> he did that himself. Man. I know, that was right? Sick. He he was the one who edited that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's sick. I know. He one he was uh, one of the flights. He sat next to me for like two hours, just going through all the stuff he's editing. And I'm yeah. looking at it, and I'm like, and I knew he was into this stuff, you know. Yeah. But I'm like, my gosh, like how his investment in it is incredible. Like just how into it he is. He's he's a gifted guy. Yeah, like, he is. He, Learned taught himself the piano this year. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he should be a knight. Or, yeah, or he should, exactly. He showed up with that fucking keyboard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have a cover on it. Like, what are you totally. doing, guys? Oh my gosh. Um, during the playoffs, C predicted before the playoffs. So you got any prediction? Because he likes to come up with an X factor before yeah. the playoffs, and he's like, you know, I'm not going to say an X factor, but I'm just telling you, Glaber's going to go off. There's going to be <laughs> Glaber's going coming out party. Pretty good, pretty good prediction. I mean, and I saw him at the net game the other day. By yeah. the way, J- just turns 23. I know. He's the guy who, at least for now, looks like will go into short. I mean, how ready does does it seem for him this <clears throat> incredible talent to continue to blossom? Like, where does he go from here? Yeah, I think he continues to get better, and you know, but I don't want him. I, I don't ever want him to feel like, oh, I got to do more now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just keep getting better and yeah. get better. One of the things I talk to him a lot about is like, you know, a, as you grow too, like you become more of a voice in this room and and driving this culture. Like CC's gone now, mm-hmm. and and you know the way you carry yourself. For I, I know you're going to throw your glove out there and you're going to go be a great player. Yeah, but how are you now on the you know, on every day. You Guys going to be looking at him. Yeah, man. when you when you're going through a bad week, you know, or you know, how are you on the little little things that you need to work on in your game all the time? The little small things that I think take you from being a great player to like a championship caliber player, and those are the things that I I think he's really interested in. I think he's already continued to grow 
since he got here mm-hmm. in that. And and I think the drive to be great is a really good carrot for guys. And I think Glaber has that. For sure. I think, I mean. And he's smart, too. He's yeah. very smart. And, yeah. and he wants to work on those little things. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wants to go out early and take ground balls. He wants he wants to be great. Yep. So, a guy with that type of talent that wants to work and wants to be great, I mean, it's inevitable that he's going to be, you know, he's going to be your best player. Today's show is sponsored by The Athletic, a subscription-based sports news site for real fans through in-depth coverage from local writers on every team, plus national writers you already know, like Jay Glazer, Mike Sando, Michael Lombardi. The Athletic is setting a new standard for sports news. No, I, I like The Athletic because they have local writers in, in, at, at every team. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not just like some broad person that comes in and yeah. just writes a story. It's somebody that's with the team every every day. If they, I, you know what? You're right, see? And they also, like... They do, they, their stories, like, you could tell that they have knowledge of the teams they cover, right? Like, Yeah, because the person's there every day. It's, the, it's basically a beat writer, but for a, a, a subscription that you can, you know, go for. Yeah, and they have outstanding, like, long-form articles. I, I really love it. It's setting a new standard for sports news. No ads, no pop-ups, no clickbait, just great sports writing that tells the story behind the story. I think I like that part of it, too. No clickbait, right? They're not just trying to get you with a headline. They got real stories, like real looks at guys. And For teams, sure. And it's pretty good stuff. Get exclusive player profiles, deep dives on analytics, team power rankings, fantasy sports insights. You won't find it anywhere else. Each subscriber gets a personalized feed of stories, live writer Q&As, podcasts, and more. Just download the Athletic app. Pick your favorite teams. By the way, the app is fantastic. Like The interface is great, very user-friendly. The Athletic will begin surfacing all the latest on the players and storylines that matter to you. Ready to get started? Get for 40% off a yearly subscription to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash R2C2. We're doing it again. Another great deal, man. Man, it's another great deal. 40% off. That's theathletic.com slash R2C2 for 40% off. What was it like for you guys this last couple of years? With now, now you're no longer manager player, but you guys, were, you guys were good friends as teammates. How, how did it? I mean, because that can be that can be great. That can be that can be nah, awkward. Was what was all, it like? It, it was always fine. I think. Yeah. 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 It was it was good. I was honestly lucky to have him here when I walked in, just to have a familiar, um, you know, somebody that I was familiar with. Um, it, it was so fun to go through all of it with him yeah this last year and some of the things that he got to celebrate or people celebrated him along the way even up to the last going out to the mound and having his arm fall yeah off. my <laughs> gosh like <laughs> i even said to him you know and we talked about this and yeah. i think he had the exact perspective on yeah. it's like man i think i could probably do this on some level <laughs> moving forward it's like you know we kind of talked after the game. It's like it's kind of perfect it happened this way. You like that's who he was in his career as far as laying it on the line. He went out there and his arm fell off. Yeah, in the end, exactly. Right? And it's like, man, this is how yeah, in a way it, it's yeah. kind of cool way to happen. Yeah. Like you know, sick way. You know, but, no, no. <laughs> but I know what you mean. It was yeah. like, like it's funny because like no we don't way. have to feel the pain that you felt, yeah. but it did feel like fitting. It did. <laughs> no, so walking out like a pitch before, we're like, I think something's wrong with him. <laughs> and you know, we always go right to the knee. Yeah. And then we're like, I don't know, he's moving around. So we go out yeah. there, and you're walking out there, and you're like, 
I got no idea what it is. You know? <laughs> and because he's got a good poker, he's not like you know the, yeah. the guy that ah, you know. He's, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, let me throw one. And and the pitch he threw was like, it never <laughs> no. did. I'm like, damn, it looked pretty good. He's like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> the biggest, the craziest thing about that is like everybody's out there. I told Stevie my arm popped out, and Booney's like, what you think? And I'm like, well, I want to throw one, but Gary's back here cleaning his fucking cleats. I'm like, Gary, get back behind the plate. Like, hurry the fuck up. Let me, like, let me figure this out right quick. He's back here cleaning his cleats and shit. Like, but, nah, it's, it was good. It was it was fun having him be my manager, especially at the end, because he knows what I went through and, like, where I came from and, like, mm. where it could have went, you know. So to be able to have it be celebrated in my career and have him be the manager was awesome. What's, like, the key for, like, you see a guy going through a, a tough stretch and, you know, you, like – what's like a manager's touch in those moments? I, I try to be consistent and hopefully I'm kind of the same all the time, you know, whether, you know, whether you're going through a tough time in your career mm. personally, yeah. I mean, there's, there's always tough conversations you have to have or tough decisions you've got to make, but hopefully I'm always consistent. And, and like, so, Anyone that walks into my office or anyone I come in contact on the team, they know what they're going to get. And I'm going to treat them as a person first mm. and, you know, kind of as a ball player second. I think when you do have a little bit of a relationship with guys and they feel like you give a shit about them, yeah. um, you know, I, I think it's easier to make tough decisions when you have to. Yeah. You build that. You have that equity with them. That, Hopefully. Right. Yeah. Where they they realize – you're watching out for them, the person first. Yes. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing as far as players. We just want to yeah. know that, like, you care about us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You can make the, whatever decisions is already made, but if you if you know it's coming from a good place or you feel like it's coming from a good place, it makes it easier. Yeah. You know what I mean? It also helps when you have, you know, my guys are savages in the box <laughs> rounds. You know, what I mean that that doesn't hurt. That well, doesn't segue. Hurt. Yeah, you like that, right? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, uh, we we do we have some Twitter questions for you, and of course, this was like one that everyone wanted to know. But I want to give one shout out to uh, Dan Demelfi because he was one of the Twitter uh, followers and one of our listeners who wanted to ask, like, just what was your initial reaction when you saw the video? Um. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of things. So <laughs> <laughs> the John Boy video. Yeah, yeah. So actually, it was early in the game. So I'm whatever walking through the clubhouse or wherever I go during those times. And John Carlo was was injured, and in the middle of the game, he comes up to me and goes, "Yo, they, they got pretty good video on." It. <laughs> and it's like it was kind of awesome. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm like, okay. So I don't know when I saw it for the first time that day or the next day or whatever. So part of me was like, damn. <laughs> like, all right, I got to go home. <laughs> What's Bella going to think? <laughs> uh, I, I never want to disrespect anyone. Right. Like, so there's that element. But then I'm like, huh. Uh, that kind of worked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roll, rolled off the tongue. Pretty well. <laughs> Yo, that it was. I, I don't know. Somebody sent it to me after the game. I think, yeah. and like I, man, I mean, I was crying. <laughs> like, yeah, that shit was hilarious. It was, and it was great though. It, it like, was it was great. really great. Like 
fire you up, like funny, everything. Like it was, it had all of it. And the thing I want to give you the most credit for is I've never heard anyone use that terminology before when it comes to the game of baseball. Right. So I, that, to me, for you to like have it roll off the tongue in the heat of battle and it be like unique terminology, that right. was like, I was like, oh, yeah. That was like, <laughs> in the end, it's all Guardy's fault. Yeah, exactly. He, you know, <laughs> basically, because <laughs> basically, you know, he's going nuts. I'm like, oh, man, he's going to get kicked out. So I got to throw the attention on myself now all of a sudden. So I just start yeah. going, going, going. And now now here we go. Now see, Guardy got me throughout. Yeah, that got, was a different day. That C- was a different day. CC turned like he saw black, you know, he blacked out. <laughs> just, just climbing over the fence and stuff. Oh, like, here my we go. gosh, yes, for sure. That, oh, that's the one thing. I had a streak of like three years getting thrown out and not pitching. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Did you get one last year, too? I was there when you got I, the one in Toronto. I, oh, yeah, last year. Guardy got me thrown out last year. Yeah. yeah. Remember the no-look hook uh, last year in Toronto when Guardy got thrown out, but it was actually Maben who said something. Oh, I think. yes. Yeah. No, yeah. Yes. Because Judge, cause Judge was supposed to have a day off, <laughs> Yes, and then Guardy got thrown out. Oh, and which like, was yeah. the worst. I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, man. It, it was like the second time something happened on oh, Judge's like, supposed day, day yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. The one in Toronto for me two years ago was like the third pitch of the game. Yes. And, yeah, and, and CeCe's over there in the <laughs> middle thing. Just <laughs> seeds, freaking out. Here you go. Third pitch of the game. And then I remember you being like, good, it's hot out here it anyway. It's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking it's hot out here anyway. <laughs> um, God, when you – all right, so when the dust settles and, and you deal with Bella, and, yeah. uh, and then, but then you see it became a rallying cry for your team. Like, how did that make you feel when you see everyone in the Savages shirts and that for the fan base it became kind of like it's the thing from the 2019 Yankees? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it was. I got a lot of good memorabilia out of it, a lot of <laughs> cool T-shirts out of it. Yeah, and and I do, I do think it was something that, whatever, whatever, it was something that guys, you know, rallied around. It was, you know, something that our fan base, I think, rallied around. So it was cool. Like I always strike that balance between again, like I didn't want to, like I called the umpire, like yeah. it's just not never personal. Yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah, and. Um, so I, I was always a little guarded from that standpoint, but in the end, I think it was kind of a cool thing yeah. over the course of a long season that I think also was very fitting to who we are. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we talk like that behind the scenes a little bit, like this is who we are. We are giving nothing away. We, yeah. you know, are, I want you to be a savage up there when you're in the box. Yeah. And so there's some truth to it. <laughs> yeah. Did, how about like the – Equity as a player. I don't know if we've ever talked about that. See, like when you see, if you guys, if you feel like you're on the short end of the stick, right, when it comes to umps, like how important is it for your manager to be supporting you like that? Oh, I think that's the that's a huge thing. Uh, I think you know, for hitters more so than than you know pitchers, but um, just for you know team morale. Yeah, you want your manager going, you know, just as crazy as you are, especially if you feel like you've been wrong. Then you know, I mean, it, you got to be smart about it. You can't get thrown out every day because guys get pissed about every pitch. But <laughs> yes, but, yes. But when it's you know when it's blatant and and you know a lot of guys are complaining. Yeah, you want your manager to be have your back. I, I saw David Bell too at the winter meetings, and he got kicked out like three times as much as I did. He's a <laughs> record, so I'm like, thanks for not making me look too bad. <laughs> when you go out, like, do you know I'm gonna get kicked out here? Like, do you decide ahead of time? I don't decide. Okay. But usually when I'm yeah. out, I've already been kicked out. Yeah. yeah. So, 
I don't think I ever because it's different now. Because really, you only argue over balls and strikes because you're waiting on the replay. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, not like yeah, true. back in the day where I'm sure you run out to argue a call at second. Like I'm going right now. Yeah, yeah. right, um, right. Usually, I'm. It's been building for a couple innings, and, yeah. and you get cussed out, and then I go out. Yeah, and you know, is there a is there a is there any pitch that you think of from the Astros series that still bothers you, balls and strikes? Is there any one call that you think, of, oh man, that should have been. That was called this, and it should have been. Like, is there anyone that sits with you? No. That's good. No. Yeah. But for me, the guard at bat in the third inning, see, I want to see you See, it's six. different. It's different, though, because I don't always – we don't always know. Like, yeah, some places right. – Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Like, you know I, right I away. Even, yeah. yeah like, what can you like – you here, can tell up, down, you can't tell in, out? Yeah, but here, mm-hmm. you know, here you're very close, so you have a better yeah. feel for things. Yeah. Um. A better angle, and you know our video room's right behind. So ten seconds later, I can know like, yeah, that pitch was terrible. This yeah. wasn't, this yeah, was, uh, strike. Yeah, you know. So I I have some running context of what's going on this way. Yeah. Um. You know, whereas some ballparks, you know, especially when you're on the road, you might not be getting that information mm. very quick. You know, it might be a couple innings later, someone might come down. Yeah that pitch was right down the middle or, you know, things like that. So, and it's a different angle over there. So some places you're not saying much cause you don't know. Yeah. You know? That's a good point. What's like one- Boston. You can't argue cause you no. don't know what the fuck's going well, on. Yeah, I, I argue in Boston. <laughs> 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 Gotta do it. Gotta do it. What is like, what's, um, is there a story about the group from this year that stands out to either you guys that like, you know, kind of like it's something funny or fun or, or just like emblematic, any of those things that you think about, like man, you know, just like some kind of good story that kind of shows the group, or that a funny moment that happened with the team. I think the biggest thing that I remember from this team is just, just the way we fought, man. Like every game, every it didn't matter who was in the lineup. The lineup was different so many nights, just because, you know, so many guys got hurt and went down, and different starters, and, um, but I just like how we fought through adversity. That's the mm-hmm. biggest thing that I always take from this team is like I can't remember like any one story. I mean, maybe you can or anything like that. But just the way we fought every night, like no matter who was in the lineup or not, it was it was insane. It was it was fun to be a part of. So so one was DJ. DJ will give you a comment every now and then. Oh yeah, that's like kind of shows his confidence a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like it. Be like yeah. It's nice, it's nice walking up there with that swing and be like, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> or, so one, one time, though, D, DJ's got a day off. I'm giving, he, you know, he's yeah. He obviously played all the time, but yeah. So he's, I'm giving him the day. And he's like, and he, he every any time I give him a day, I'm like, let me give you tomorrow, and he'd be like, sure, I'm good. You know, very. I'm like, yeah, I know you are, but yeah. yeah. So I come in one day. It's a day game. He's there still early. He's he's in the jacuzzi, staring at the wall, like three hours before the game, getting ready. Like, don't really know what to do with yourself. He's like, no. Sure enough, we go out. You know, I get out on the bench, whatever, 15, 20 minutes. Guys are starting to kind of file out there. DJ's on the seat, batting gloves on, like, here we go, ready to go. Like, just classic no DJ. Idea. Yeah, he's just, yeah. Everybody thinks he's so quiet, man. He was yeah. so fun, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Like you get him talking, like you get him going, mm-hmm. man. He was he was great. I had I had a blast with him. Yeah, it's interesting. No, so he has this like quiet confidence to him, though. Sometimes to let you know, yeah, I know I'm good. Uh, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. I like that. Um, you know, uh, another guy like Cam was a guy that really impacted. Like, yeah, I knew Cam 
like we all know players like hi yeah you right, know, basically right. or you know when I was brought like bumping into him or something I had no idea first how good of a player he is mm-hmm. but then like just what he brought to the ballpark every day like yeah. man he was he was a force for us and he was a guy that you know in in our game 162 games 180 days like you need guys that bring something to the field every day that kind of galvanize this guy and and he had that and he just he was somebody that I'm really I feel fortunate that we we got him this year and yeah. that I I I got to to manage him he will be great at this someday too. He'll be yeah. great at this, but yeah. he'll be great at whatever he wants. I yeah, think he'll be a great coach. I was yeah. about to say like, if he yeah. stays in the game, first yeah. base coach. Yes, because you know, he he outfit, he's, he's he, he'll have tough conversations with guys. He'll tell yeah. guys what they need to hear. Like I think he can do so much. Who is the guy in there now who you think would be most likely, from a player's perspective, to have a tough conversation? Well, Judgy, yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. He has no problem saying whatever you know, whatever needs to be said. Guardy, obviously, yeah. Um, but but Judgey will pull you to the side and do it the right way, and yeah, you know, not blow you up. You know what I'm saying? And 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 make sure that you get the point. But yeah. you know, it's it's he's saying it the right way. Yeah, you know what's funny about that with Aaron? I I know Aaron pretty well. You know, also obviously, and like I think sometimes because he's so deferential in the media, and he's and he's very you know. He's he's not long winded and and he he can be kind of quiet, mild mannered in his media presence. Like people don't realize how well, much of a leader and confident that dude is. Now that you say that, yeah. like on, I think that's where I started using the savage turn because I'm like, when I first started to get to know um, Aaron in spring training two years ago. Yeah. Um, you know I obviously knew of this guy that burst onto the scene, became kind of the, one of the faces of the game, this polite, mild manner. Just, I've, I watched him before I knew him. Like when I was with ESPN, I just watch how he interact with people. And, yeah. and he's so real and authentic with everybody. And he just has a way of kind of touching them. Um, but one thing I found in short order, like he said, like he, he's, he's a, stud competitor mm-hmm. and he was like my like wow he's like the nicest guy and that's real and who he is and stuff but man he's gonna rip your heart out too and he's a savage when it comes to you know competing and and wanting to beat you and that's something that stood out to me really in short order with him yeah does it remind you of Derek at all like in that like no. being nice polite everybody wants to like compare him to Derek no no not <laughs> not, not that like being kind on the outside but an ultra competitor nah I, he's not. They not. Nah. It's just his own entity. Is they they different, man? I don't want like people to start. You know, like yeah, yeah, nah. yeah. I, I understand. I don't. I don't. Nah, they not. It is interesting though with him because it's like the. I think that ultra competitiveness, which you know is like always burning there. Yeah. It belies the kind of like what most people would see most of the time, right? Like it, yeah. it's a it's it's just like a little different than what you but, see. But I also think that people are starting to understand yeah. what kind of competitor he is. Yeah. Like and he, you know, he's I mean, he's obviously got a swagger to him, but yeah. he's a he's a great competitor. Yeah. He's gonna lay it out there on the line every time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go hard, play hard, dive, do whatever. Like it's fun to watch him. What about your Sixers, man? What do you think this year? <clears throat> um championship team, maybe? I mean, 
That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> I I still no. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I mean, they'll make a long run. I yeah. love watching them. Yeah. I was down there a few weeks ago. I went to a game. Um, so, but man, there's so many, so many. We were talking before we came. Yeah. There's a dozen teams that could win this thing. They really which are, is, which is really cool. I, yeah. I've this is the most I've watched the NBA. Yeah. Um, in the off season in a while, actually, I've 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 watched a lot of Nets games. I went to a Nets game a couple weeks ago. Love that. We um, love that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a fun team to what yeah. they're building and. Yeah. You Have know. you gotten to know Kenny at all? Uh, no. He, he, but Sean, I've gotten yeah, to know a little bit. Yeah, Sean's terrific. Yeah, um, and Kenny's terrific. You would love Kenny. But the kind of like depth and like supporting cast that they're developing and building right now, when they get uh, Kyrie they get and the Durant, guys and, back. And, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm looking for a team right now. Huh? I'm looking, You're looking for a team. <laughs> no, what do you mean? You already joined us, nah, man. Nah, y'all fucking you, trash. Wait, what, what do you mean? <laughs> y'all ain't winning no games. We ain't going. There's no wait, playoffs. Wait, hold on one sec. There's no playoffs. Did y'all go to we're the playoffs? A, we're, a, we're going to the playoffs. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Might, I and, might hang on there. And I got a, I got a root for a 11, playoff team. We're eleven and four in our last fifteen games without we, we haven't had Kyrie or Levert for any of them. Come yes, on, we, we man. Yeah, see. when is when are when yeah. are they back? Oh, by the we don't way, know. I don't know. The state but secrets. I feel like there, Le, man. I it's, feel like Levert yeah. to be back before Kyrie. I think there's a chance that happens. I, mean, I have they, no knowledge, but I think there's a chance. Yeah, yeah. they look good. Get, sitting right? over there. Let's go. Yeah, get, <laughs> get them in. But that's why I say I'm like. I'm like, this is looking for a team. I got to yeah. find me a squad. No, well, Pacers look pretty good last night. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> After game one, he goes to Brooklyn. They gave Kyrie gave him kicks, and he had a jersey. He's like, that's it. I watched the Warriors. No, nah, it done. wasn't because Kyrie, it wasn't because Kyrie gave me a kicks and jersey. It was because the Warriors suck. Okay, well, fine. He's, he, he's got his Raiders run exactly. in the postseason right exactly. now. What happened to that squad, man? That's what they do. Oh my this gosh! This is what they do. You just break your heart over and we over. We still got again. action though. I, I love. They, I love. They, he tries to act yeah. like he doesn't care. You know. Yeah. He exactly. doesn't let any, yeah. anyone know. And yeah. then, you know crazy? And then it just slowly just just. <laughs> Comes for, to the for baseball season, like I don't have to, I don't have to pretend anymore. Because like yeah. when I would be in here, I had to pretend like I don't like the Raiders that yes. much, yeah. so guys wouldn't like, you know, oh fucking Raiders lost. I don't give a shit. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? yeah. But he, it really he taught me, me that. He's yeah. like, when 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 they smell you, you care about it. Do yeah. not care. Yeah. You can't care about <laughs> whatever you care about. That's the key. They want to kill you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Whatever you <laughs> care about. Well, that's that's the that's the art of just you know acting unbothered. That's Michael Corleone right there, man. You had that down. Yeah. So I don't have to do that this year. I can roof. Because you know, the the, what I always say it's remarkable about him is like so many athletes when they become pro <laughs> He's athletes, such a fan yeah, they lose their fandom. <laughs> exactly, he is. But that's what people don't understand about me. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like like I'll be on my group chats and talking shit about whatever, and they like, but you, but uh, don't talk. I'm not talking about me as an athlete. I'm talking about uh, when I speak, it's me as a fan. He is yeah. so and like I'm a huge fan. fan. He is. I'm he a is. fan yeah. of sports. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So. I speak as a fan. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, when I, I say certain shit, I'm talking as a fan. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> an irrational fan, too. It's well, funny. It is. You know what, man? This is what I love. Like, I, it, it is, it's rare, I feel like, amongst like the pro athletes to be just as big a fan as you were before, and you are. Nah, yeah. yeah I think I'm a bigger fan now just yeah. because I have more access. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's like, true. I, I can go to a Nets game and, like, yeah. you know, like, I'm a bigger I, fan now. I love how Maddie gets at the Raiders. What's <laughs> oh, I say? I can't wait for you to. To, like come across Yo, John Gruden. I, I left the, uh, the Jets Raiders game like at halftime. <laughs> Dylan was Dylan was like, "You leaving, bro?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fucking out of here. I'm not gonna like let you torture me for like two hours. I'm out, bro. Like, 
and he loves it. You know what I'm saying? It was we were in the suite. Some lady kept doing like first down in my face. I had like four Raiders gear on, and the lady kept doing like first down like in front of me. Like what? What was your reaction to that? Nothing. We were losing. If we were winning, I could talk shit, but we were losing. So what am I do? You do adhere to those principles, which I appreciate. Like he's like, you know what? If I lose, I lose. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. But if I win, look out. I'm talking shit. Now the storm's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Don't let the Raiders ever win the Super Bowl. Because it's going to be Don't worry. Really, no one really will. Bad. <laughs> it's going to be really, really bad. Oh, my gosh. So who are you? All right, so you look at Sixers. Who are the teams that you say? Lakers, Clippers. Well, let's just start in the East. I mean, Bucks. Milwaukee. Yeah, they're Holy. so good. Yeah. I like the Bucks. Toronto seems to have a thing with the same. Like, yeah. MB goes up there and scored zero. That's alarming. Whoa, Man. my gosh. Zero. zero, Joel. Score oh, my zero. gosh. <laughs> that was nuts. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, I still oh, like the Celtics, whatever, you know, what Celtics, they Celtics, when they get in the series, too, and, yeah. like, they. Bro, Jason Tatum's a dog. I like Jason Dude. Tatum, bro. Yeah. He's, yeah, he, he played great in that Nets game. Yes, I went he did. To, I was like, yeah. man. Uh, he's he's also, and, and Brad is an unbelievable coach. And yeah, and yeah. I think they get in those seven game series, yes. and he's he's pretty good. But yeah. but no, I, I I think the Sixers. I I love watching Simmons. Miami's yeah, one piece great. away with with like the way the NBA is right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jimmy Butler, and you add somebody else, they might be. Because they young guys, Kendrick you Nunn's playing well, Bam Adebayo. They have like a lot of Adebayo's they have like good. a lot of really good players, you know. Like totally. And then one great one in Butler. Yeah. No, it's fun. It it is a it's a fun year for the league because of that the yeah. balance, you know. Like it, it is. I mean, because you never feel like this many teams can win it. Never, never. Like last couple of years, it's felt like a fait accompli. Golden yeah. State's going to get it done, and so you kind of like just. You you almost like you just watch you know what the and like Tombstone and like says. Toronto ultimately won last year because yeah because they hurt. broke yeah, yeah exactly yeah, they, they get broke down <laughs> right exactly if you don't gotta have KD and Clay no it's right. true but I tell you what too Christmas uh, Day Lakers Clippers that will be phenomenal yeah that game hopefully, Christmas Day hopefully Rockets Kawhi Warriors plays. Will be terrible uh, yeah dude how about you know yeah. you know my game is Christmas my game is Nuggets. New Orleans. We thought it was going to be Zion. Do the, do the Sixers play Milwaukee? Yeah, yeah, that's a good game. That's going to be a yeah. good game. It's some good matchups besides yeah. the Rockets and the Warriors. Yeah, to- Clippers <laughs> Lakers will be good. Clippers, Clippers like, Toronto Boston's good. That if day. Kawhi plays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> normally right. normally yes. it's a New York game, like the Knicks play or the Yes, Nets, which means I get to stay home, yeah, but not this year. It. Yeah, this year. Next year will be because KD and Kyrie. Yeah, next year Brooklyn will be on Christmas for sure. You want to take some fan questions, Aaron? Sure. What do you think? All right. We got some. We got some Twitter questions. Okay. All right. This is a good one, I think, because we talk about analytics and integration of numbers a lot, C, and information. Devin Belt, we're at get, Coach We're Belt. getting C integrated. I know. He's, <laughs> he wants <laughs> to learn all about I it. Wanna, but, I need to learn all about the analytics, bro. But you actually, it's been, it's been interesting to me because, like, you could very naturally just go in and, like, have conversations, and you would play an important role because of your experience and your touch with people. But you actually, you want to learn, like, you no, want to learn all this yeah, stuff that you don't know. And I guarantee you, like, CC in a year or two is like, damn, I should have been doing that. You <laughs> 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 may actually come out of retirement. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. I can't yeah. wait. The uh, apology notices will be first. out. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, Coach Belt, his question on Twitter is, how do you manage using analytics versus using, he said in pitching, but I would even say overall, um, and just using your gut feeling to know when to, okay, it's more specific, when to pull a pitcher or leave them in. How do you balance that when it comes to analytics versus gut? All right, so the analytics all go into how you look at the day and how you kind of plan out the day. So you go into the game with a game plan and a thought and uh, what matchups you like. Um, But then 
you go into the game and now the game unfolds and you play. Mm. You know, I'm not playing anymore, but I, that's how I, that's the, the way I would put it. Like, you've done all this, you've prepared, you're ready to go. Like, this is what we like, what we don't like. And now you go into the game and you play. And there are certain things that come up that dictate you deviate a little. Every now and then it's like, man, it unfolds like exactly how we hope. But yeah. I, I mean, you just do. Yeah. If, like, Let's say let's take C for for example. Let's say he's thrown five shutout innings. Mm-hmm. I'm coming out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't take me for example. I'll take somebody else. No, no, I'm saying. <laughs> but it, and the, and the, and everything says like, hey, when C goes third time through the order at this point in his career or whatever, like or you know, we're better off going to our pen. But you see, like mm, today feels a little different. He's only has 72 pitches. Like he's still a crisp in the fifth. Right. Like how how do you determine? No, I'm. I know if. Like I know if I do this ten times, more times than not, it's going to be right to go to the pen here versus like. But today feels different. Okay, so a lot goes into that. So if like in a regular season game, for example, who's available in the pen? How much value is there in him continuing on? Mm. What are we seeing in maybe communicating with him or the pitcher? You know, in the past talking with Larry, like okay. Is this a time we could push him one more time through? Are we going to go hitter to hitter with him? Because there's always value, especially in an everyday game, where if the starting pitcher's sound and he can continue to go, you're saving bullets or saving keeping a guy from pitching today that now becomes available in a big spot tomorrow. So you're always kind of weighing those things, and that'll unfold as the game goes on. Like there's there's games where you know a guy's kind of in cruise control mode and. You know, maybe he's – and a lot of times, like, the pitch part of it gets a little bit overblown. It's like, well, he only had this amount of pitches. It's like, what are those pitches like? Is he – is how is he today? Yeah. Is he laboring yeah. or is he cruising, sort mm-hmm. of? And those things all so kind you, of play. That's interesting. So you guys don't hone in on the total – as much as maybe we all do, like at times, like you're not right. saying like you you hey not all 85 pitches is created equal. Correct, and, yeah. and and like starting pitchers, especially once they get built up totally, like I think maybe even more than they realize. I think they're equipped to go, you know, whether it's 110, 120 pitches. That's not a big deal once they're up to that certain point to where they can go like that. Mm. Now it's what are we seeing? Are you laboring? Is this difficult? Um, those are things you got to weigh in. That's interesting. It makes sense to break it down that way. Well, by the way, this isn't a Twitter question, but uh, what stood out thus far about Matt Blake, your new uh, your new pitching coach? He's smart too. <laughs> yeah, um, he... You know, sometimes I can't hold a conversation. <laughs> I, I kind of pop in and out. And <laughs> stuff's going over my head. But but he's he'll relate to guys too. Like he's easy to talk to. I think he's he'll have a good feel of you know how to communicate a lot of information to some guys how to some guys need a little bit you know you got to be able to strike that balance and kind of have that feel i i think he's going to do really well at that and i think he's really going to grow in this role see if you gotten a chance to mm-hmm. chat with matt yet? yeah yeah how's it been it same i think he's really really smart obviously um but i think he'll be good to communicate with guys i think he'll be good like you know if monty or you know hap or whoever else you know want to go to him and ask some questions i think he'll He'll be able to, you know, facilitate and answer anything that you need. Yeah, he's going to have to like find his way in like a game, and and hopefully yeah. now yeah, we can all, all we can all help him with that. Yeah. But is, and I think a lot of people view like, you know, Matt Blake, this young guy from Cleveland, who is this guy, and he's just going to be this analytically driven like, boom boom. 
like I think he's got tremendous feel and people skills mm. to be able to understand how to, you know, dissect it all and communicate it all uh, as much or as little as guys need. For sure. Uh, this question uh, comes from uh, JJ Fate, and he says, if you could tell your teenage self anything, what would it be and why? I don't know why he went teenage, but he did. My teenage self. Man. Yeah. Getting reflective and all that. <laughs> That's what we do here on R2C2, Aaron. You know? we, we, we dig into all of it. So, you know, since we're on the on the baseball yeah. topic, um, I, I'd, I'd probably dive into some things a little more than I did as a player. Like, as a player, you know, and, I mean, CeCe's a Hall of Famer. Mm. Some of us were grinding away. <laughs> 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 just kidding. Um, no, but sometimes, you know, you're just trying to, Man, every day is a grind, and you're just trying to yeah. get through it. I wish I would have explored like different things that I think would have maybe made me a little bit better. Like sought out some information, or really dove into what you know makes a swing really good mm. or, or not, instead of just man, I'm I'm just grinding away and fighting and competing. And so I, I I'd, I'd say open my eyes a little bit more to. To stuff that's available, but back then it wasn't a lot. No. You know what I'm saying? Like even like when I came up, it wasn't a lot of extra information. It was kind of like only what you get from the organization. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't a lot of the big internet wasn't big. You couldn't look and see guys swing on on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like no, so maybe I'm just looking back now. Like I feel like I know so much more about yeah, a guy's it was, swing it was a lot and like what back makes then. a guy like, swing. You, you were just put you kind of put into a box. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you had to throw like the like. Like, I just remember, like, when I was young, like, they made me go over my head, like, just put, like, you have to do this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was it was way less, you know, free information back then when we were coming up. Yeah. So, uh, coming up in the minor leagues, like, <clears throat> if I was struggling or whatever, they'd say, oh, you got to hit the ball to, to right field or whatever. It's like, so, <laughs> so keep keep your shoulder in. I'm yeah. like, all right. <laughs> See what I'm, I'm saying? <laughs> Like stupid shit like yeah. that. Like, like these was, old So I'd be like yeah, keeping yeah, yeah. my shoulder in and like getting long and then I'd roll over to shortstop or something. I'm like, what is what is that? I don't understand why it's not working. Like it couldn't break down. Like I, I, I watched Lil C. He's breaking down Aaron Judge's swing. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like he can see, he gets all this information. Like we didn't have that. No. Like let me, when I was 17, 18, could be able to see Randy Johnson. You know, like yes. the way these guys can see it. Like. It's, it's way different now. Uh, way different. That's funny. Uh, Chris Lee at Yankee Niners on Twitter wants to know, how much are you looking to the, forward to the Field of Dreams game, and what's your favorite baseball movie? Uh, I'll go with Bull Durham. Okay, very nice. Um, I love Major League, though, too. Yeah, Major League's <clears throat> awesome. Um, so, <clears throat> Field of Dreams, I'm very much looking forward to. You know Last year, and and C sticks out in my mind is because when he found out we were going to London, he was like, "Well, I'm definitely not retiring yeah, now. Exactly. I got, I, I got to go." So really, the only reason C played last year was so he could go to London for a couple of days. I think everybody yeah. knew that. Yeah. So what was cool is, like, what was cool about London was how much I felt like our team looked forward to it, whereas. Mm-hmm. The stories we heard from the Red Sox is they were kind of annoyed that they had to go, and you know I think it showed up a little yeah, bit on exactly. the field, right? Yeah. But our guys, like in spring training, like I felt like genuinely like couldn't wait for that trip, and then like the weekend leading, I think we played the Blue Jays leading into it, um, like the excitement that guys were 
feeling on like Friday and Saturday leading into the trip was awesome. And then getting over there and playing, it, it felt a little like the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> it did. Like it I ran out for introductions of smoke and I, I about scared the crap out yeah, of me. Exactly. Like, but I, you know, hopefully, you know, and, and I've, I got to be a part of these things in, uh, with ESPN, you know, we did the game at Fort Bragg. Mm. We did the game in, in, in Williamsport, um, so I got to experience those kind of off events like that, like Field of Dreams is going to be, and I would imagine it'll be similar. And, and I think any, it's such a long season that when you can break it up a little bit with something cool, I, I love it. Is yeah. it one game or is it the whole series? It's, I think it's one, one game. game. Oh, nice. yeah. with the, but it, it, you end up with like an extra off day in yes. Chicago as a result, which <coughs> yes. isn't a terrible thing in Correct. summer either. That, that, I'm glad you talked about London too because Luke 78, that was one of his questions. All right, Aaron, you've given us an, an – inordinate of wealth of time and we appreciate it man i my last thing would just be do how like what's the coolest part about being the yankee manager there's one of these in the world and you're <laughs> you are it um wow um the coolest thing is it is it cooler being a player or a manager um there's nothing quite like being a player, but there's some similarities too. And it's like from a competitive standpoint, it's you get the same juices going, you get mm. the same um, drive going. Um, the best part, honestly, is not to be trite or corny, yeah. but like the guys I get to do it with. Like yeah. I love coming to work with cash. Like Hal Steinbrenner and the Steinbrenner family is like a great family to work with. Like mm. it's never like, oh, ever. You know, it's like, you know, even when it's a hairy week and a crappy week, you know, it's, it's, I look forward to coming every day and it starts up there. But the players that I've inherited, um, that I get to show up with every day and like seven o'clock hits and there's nothing better in the world than like, all that goes into the game now we're seven o'clock and it's go time and I get to do it with guys that I love and respect. Um, and when you genuinely love and respect the room, like it's that's a great part of it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good answer. Well, you know, soon you'll be competing against C when he's a manager someday as well. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> nope. We're just getting you diving into the analytics, man. That's next. Yeah, that's right. Sure. Can't wait, Aaron. Thank you for doing yeah, thanks. this, man. Thanks, man. Hey, two timer on R two C two now. Awesome. <laughs> we'll have to bring it back a third time sometime during good the being year. Thank with you, man. Eagles gonna make you. the playoffs. Um, probably sadly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're, going I, down, you're not going out of that game, are no, you? No, uh, we're, we're going out of town. So uh, uh, I, I figure sure. the, the t Cowboys and them will tie this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone Yo, wants to win. That would be awesome if they tie. <laughs> that would be great. I would love tie. that. I would love that. Whatever needs to happen. For them not to get in, uh, oh my god! I, actually, I, would, I think they're I, gonna. I think they're gonna get in. If I they think tied, they I would call Tom. I would drive to Tommy's house and knock on his door. Yeah. Right? Oh if they tied god. this week, that'd be awesome. Tommy Canley is the biggest <laughs> Eagles fan for those listening. He is. Oh like I'm god. a big Eagles fan, not even close. Not to even. Close. He's not the biggest sports fan I've ever. He's, oh, yeah. He, he's the most lovable nut job I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, no he, doubt. He's great. All right, Aaron. Thank you, yeah. man. We have a surprise guest. We have the man of the hour, a man who was introduced um, to the fan base today as officially a New York Yankee, 
Garrett Cole. And I know you're in the middle of a crazy circuit, so thanks for hanging out on R2C2. <laughs> we no, appreciate you, Doug. This, this is the most fun part of my day so far. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I loved you holding up the sign from when you were yeah. at a Yankee at the World Series as a kid. When did you come up with the idea to bring the sign back to reveal the press conference that said, you know, you're a Yankee fan forever? Yeah, my my, <clears throat> I had hung that sign in my in my uh, bedroom as a kid, and then it did start to fade, and so I tucked it away in my closet. My mom had cleaned out my room a couple times since I had left for college. Um, I didn't anticipate her still having it when we came to terms, and I called them to tell them that. Uh, uh, we planned dinner the following evening, and um, I said, hey, you know, if you got the sign around, can you bring it down? <laughs> and, they, and, and they did. They, they, they brought it down, and I was like, no way. And Amy, was my wife, was like, I can't believe they kept that. How did they keep that? <laughs> but they did, and I guess that's what this whole story is about, right? It comes all the way full circle. That's so. dope. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. You know, C has, throughout the process, talked about just, you know, what it was like interacting with you at All Star and 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 whatnot but like what you know what were your conversations like with with cc and just the way you kind of perceive the yankees through him and conversations you had before going into this yeah well i mean the yankees brand speaks enough for itself right it's it's the it's the gold standard it's the high bar um cc for me always just kind of provided like a level of comfort i remember the first time i met cc I was a teenager in, in, in high school, and one of uh, I was getting recruited by a handful of agents, and ultimately I went with Scott. But I made some a good friend in, in uh, a gentleman named Brody, and uh, he worked with uh, CeCe's guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's your main guy or not. He but was at the time. He was at the time. So um, they were in town staying at the Island Hotel in, uh, in uh, uh, Fashion Island, uh, Newport Beach, which they were playing the Angels. And so... Um, Brody shot me a text, told me, you know, come over to lunch. You know, uh, we're going to go to lunch with Cece. And I was like, oh, shit, no, I'm done. I'm, taking it. So <laughs> I'm going. I dropped all my stuff, and I and I got over there as fast as I could. And honestly, I was just really taken back by how uh, gracious, like, he, you know, how gracious you are with your time and how you – actually like cared about what I was saying whether I mean clearly I didn't know anything at that time but (laughs) he he, he cared and he wanted to listen and um, you know we exchanged numbers that day Uh, eventually went to college got drafted by Pittsburgh CC was one of the guys that reached out to me periodically throughout my career whether we've crossed paths or either exchange a text or see each other on the field Um, and then at the all-star game last year when MLB uh, did you know exactly what they should have done um, and and get him in the clubhouse so the rest of us could experience him before he left. Um, you know, we, we had a conversation about his process and, and how he he was thorough and deliberate with what he needed to do and, and how the whole thing played out. And he gave me some really good advice that, 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 that um, you know, I shared with Amy and that we used. But, you know, more than just, like, always, like, necessarily talking to him, he's just one of those guys. He's got that looming presence, right, because he's yeah. so big, but it's always right there in the corner right mm. next to you, wherever you need, right? Mm. You always know you can reach out to him. He always made that clear since I was like 15 years old. And whether we were texting on a regular basis or whether we weren't, um, whether they were in town or they weren't, I always knew like if I needed to talk to CC, I could talk to CC. And even through this process, we talked a little bit at the beginning. Ultimately, it was Amy and I's decision, and we wanted to stay focused on that. Um, but just the comfort of knowing that you have such a generous, talented um, the Yankee great, I mean, uh, in your corner, just, uh, I mean, it brings like a level of calmness to you that 
Um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm so blessed to be able to have it. Oh, thank you. And and I remember that, that first time we met at Fashion Island, you know, <laughs> going over there and, and having lunch. But through this whole process, I kept telling you, I was like, this guy has to be a Yankee. Yeah, like, he kept saying and, this. And after yeah. the All-Star game, hanging out with him and obviously, you know, us having a relationship that we had, but never being in the same clubhouse or around baseball together and having, you know, watching him and his interactions with everybody at the All-Star game, I'm like, I need, I want that guy in the clubhouse, man. <laughs> I, I just knew that this was going to be a perfect marriage and hopefully, you know, it works out and, you know, these guys win a couple World Series, but, I, but, but I'm just so excited that he's here. You know, even just like your presence, I mean, it, it, you're very impressive just at the press conference, and it, and you can kind of see like kind of the seamless fit. And I'm wondering, did, when you went into this and you kind of targeted this period, did you think going into it even before conversations, you know what, there's a good chance this is my time to, to finally be a Yankee? I think so. I think, um, you know, ironically, the move um, from West Coast guys all the way back east, uh, not necessarily experiencing the New York media or living in a city, all these things that, you know, I've never had the opportunity to, to, to experience that an unknown is maybe a little, uh, maybe creates a little bit of uncertainty. Um, but outside of that, when you vet the Yankees organization and, you know, you listen to Brian Cashman talk in the meeting about what his process is, right? And his process is, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. Uh, I, I, I don't think that's always true. I think he pretty much knows what he's doing. But his process is to surround himself with people that are experts in whatever field that they have and and, and listen to them and take their advice uh, and also bring the best people and the best support staff in that can help the players. And what struck me about when he was speaking to that process was that that's kind of the Yankees brand, which uh, falls in line with the last 20 years of his tenure. Um, but it's a type of process that if you take it to a different industry, uh, it's going to be successful, right? It, it, it's not necessarily contingent on just being in baseball. It's It's a really solid business philosophy mm. um, that just kind of brings the best out of whatever team uh, you, you surround yourself with, whether it be in the pharmaceutical industry or, or the financial industry. If you pour into other people that are going to contribute and you try to make elevate everybody's game in the room, um, ultimately you have the gold standard, which is the Yankees and the highest bar that you can set. And so um, it was like the organization with the least – there's no concerns. Mm. You, you always knew that you always know that Brian's going to provide you with the best opportunity to succeed every single time. And the Steinbrenners are going to push the chips on the table every time they get the opportunity to push their chips on the table. And as a player, you know, when you're preparing and you're lifting in the off season and your shoulder hurts in May and your knee hurts in August, what else do you want, right? Yeah. So it's in a sense, it's really simple from that aspect. Plus the food and wine in New York. The food and wine. Teammates, yeah, exactly. teammates, access yeah. to great, great pitchers. But, you know. but that's what I was saying. It, like as a player, this is the only place you want to come. If you if you're tr if you really want to win, if you really say that that, that you want to win every year, yeah, they're gonna do everything they can to put the best team for on the field, and you know. That's this what you, this is what you work for. That's I love what, it. Yeah. Well, Garrett, we um, I promise you, in spring training, we'll we'll, we'll bug you for a, a much longer period of time. Yeah, please do, <laughs> please do. But you, I hope you got a good dinner set up for tonight to celebrate. I, yeah. I got a. It's it's uh, yeah, it's on Delta. Uh, <laughs> hey, probably be my, my first steamed. night in New York. I went to Roof Chris. So. Did you? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. No. I got a, we got in real late. And I had a, we had a nice dinner the first yeah. night. I got dinner with my sister the second night, and then uh, Scott was generous, took us to Mila. Uh, 
uh, last night. Nice. I nice. got a New York dinner. I went to Roof. I could have went to Roof Chris and, and conquered. Yeah. Or Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You didn't go anything specific to New York. Well, you're going to have nine years to figure it out now, yeah, right? Yeah, we got some time, so we can ease into it for sure. Well, congratulations, man. We're all right. excited, and uh, you were amazingly impressive today, and we're all excited to see what you do. So, and we look forward to spring training, RTC, yeah, too. No doubt. Yeah. Thanks Congrats, for coming bro. on. Thank man. you very much. I look forward to coming on again sure. soon. Thanks, Alrighty. man. Thank you. And you guys, new episode will come on January 9th. And remember, download, rate, review, subscribe. New episodes of R2C2 every Thursday, except for these next couple because of the holidays. So next episode, January 9th. <laughs>